Hello, everyone. You're listening to The Holly Hall Show. I am a master astrologer. I have a background in philosophy and psychology at the University of York in Toronto. I'm also what some people would call a psychic, but basically I've got a direct line to the universe and I've been communicating to Source for many years now, um, probably most of my life without even knowing it. But it's been quite apparent in the last several years when working with my clients. I also use a bit of NLP and past life regression therapy. Today, why is my child so different than me? Next. Okay, if you want to get a hold of me, go to www.askhollyhall.com. Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Ask Holly Hall. How can you help my child? One of the things that people don't understand around astrology, and I want to make that very clear right now, it's going to be extremely helpful for you. And astrology is confusing. It really is. Unfortunately, mainstream with horoscopes only using the sun signs makes it extremely challenging for people to understand what it's all about. But in a nutshell, every single planet represents a layer of our personality. And without getting deep into physics, there was there is actually a correlation between our physical body and the placements of our organs and the placement of the planets in the sky. And yes, before you ask me, every planet in your chart, because that is a map of the sky the day that you were born, also represents a body part. And so I'm able to look at health issues as well between you, your children, your loved ones. Now, when I look at your chart, and if you've already have children, even if you don't have children, I can tell you how your children are reacting to you, just like I can see how you reacted as a child towards your parents and what that experience was. But to go any even deeper, I take a look at the child's chart. So how is that child filtering, experiencing, witnessing their life while in your life? And see, that's the dance, right? And that's the dance that we're trying to learn. And it takes an entire lifetime in most cases. If you've ever taken dance lessons where you had to work with a partner, you will know that it takes a a long time, depending on the partner, for you to get in sync with each other, for you to understand each other's moves, resistance, the way to navigate them or be navigated, right? Depending on what role that you're playing. And of course, the natural role for the parent is to want to lead. And the natural role for the child up until the age of six is to follow their lead. After the age of six, your child will begin to develop their own skills. They will start to navigate characteristics and personality traits that they were already born with. Some of them will be resistant to yours because they've chosen to learn a very important lesson. 
And that lesson is to be learned through you. Now, of course, as you are an adult, it is your responsibility to navigate your personality traits and your filters. And sometimes your child, if not almost always, your children will na- will will highlight our weaknesses, knowing where we need to strengthen them. However, I do not want you to get, and the universe and source does not want you to get overwhelmed with perfectionism. Because the stress related to perfectionism and trying to force yourself to grow faster, okay, we're not GMO humans, okay? We do not want to force ourselves to grow faster and bigger and larger. Because as we know, that's not always the tastiest fruit, is it? And it causes stress and anxiety, and that is more damaging to yourself and your children than the lack or the slow speed of growth, which is much more sustainable, right? Now, often we will filter what we experience with our children. And those have everything to do with what our needs are, our desires are, and our wants are. When we have an excessive amount of needs and desires and wants because they're fulfilling holes, fears, lack within ourselves, then we have high expectations not only on our children, but on ourselves and our partner. And so really what you want to work on is having less lack, less expectations, less desire. And the only way that you can do this is by witnessing yourself while you're in the midst of that. And so if you ever come from an experience with your child, even your partner, anywhere in life actually, and you walk away feeling sad or mad or frustrated, confused, bewildered, detached, uncomfortable basically, Ask yourself, what did I want from that? What was my expectations? And once you have discovered your expectations, then ask, why did I expect that? Where in my childhood, where in my life, did I design the need to have those results? Once you discover that, let it go. Don't ponder on it. Don't engage with it. Don't make up some kind of story. Don't overthink it. Because when we overthink it, it becomes an emotion. It becomes a whole whack of emotions. You just want to let it go. Imagine it like a balloon floating way up into the sky and disappearing into the ethers. Now, when it happens again, you do the exact same exercise again and again and again. And then one day, magically, you find yourself not doing it as often, not having that expectation 
as often. You don't have that need. Or you witness it, but you don't act on it. You don't expect your child to act a certain way. Now, what's wonderful around astrology is that you can understand your child in less than an hour. Yeah, less than an hour. You don't have to spend a lifetime doing it. Less than one hour. And I'm going to give you an example. Okay. And this child's name is Jade. Jade is now 12 years old. And Jade is named after her mother's favorite color and favorite gemstone. Since Jade was very young, she's been very shy, extremely resistant, uber emotional, moody, unreliable, and unreliable in a way that is emotionally charged. Sometimes she's in the mood to hang out with friends, and other times she could care less. And because she's a little bit of a drama queen, this comes out as overreactive, bigger than life, begging her mom and dad to see somebody or not see somebody. Go to a friend's house. I can't go to that party at the last minute. Jade is extremely introverted. She loves her alone time. She's an empath. She's very creative. She picks up on everybody's feelings. She's intuitive. And when you're young and intuitive, when you're young and you're an empath, that is very, very confusing. Now let's take a look at Jade's parents. Jade's parents are very, very social. They're self-employed and they live in a social environment around their employment because they are in the entertainment industry. They're always in the limelight. They're always asked to socialite parties and it's important for them to be there. Now the entertainment business isn't adult only. This is a family entertainment business. And so there's a high expectation for some of these parties to have children involved. You see, this socialite crowd has parties for everything. Parties for their bar children's bar, mitzvah, bar mitzvahs. Parties for their children's birthday parties. Parties for their graduations. And everyone is expected to show up and socialize. And kibitz a little bit about business. You see, Jade doesn't want to go to most of these parties. And this is frustrating her parents. They're thinking... What's going to happen when she grows up? She's going to be introvert. She's not going to want to socialize with people. She's going to be a misfit. This is going to hurt her. This is going to damage her. How is she going to get on in the world? How is she going to be independent? And so they're constantly worried about her, constantly trying to groom her into becoming who they are, a socialite. They're extroverted by nature. Now let's add another layer to this story. Jade is 12. Yeah, you guessed it. We got hormones. I'm an adult. You don't understand me. I'm going to resist you. I am my own person. Oh yeah, 
So how do I advise these parents? I tell them, easier said than done, right? But, 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 but what if, but, what, but, what if she, what if, when she grows up, what, you know, how she can have friends, but she's never going to have anybody around her, but she'll be alone. The loneliest, quietest, nerdiest people have become extremely successful. Artists, creators, inventors. And you know what? Many of them are pretty okay with being alone. (laughs) They are. What happens with an empathic child, a very feeling child, is when they're panicking because empathically, confusingly, they don't want to be in a certain situation at a certain time, at the drop of a dime. They want empathy. They want you to console them. They want you to understand Even if you don't understand, they want you to understand that they feel a certain way and that's hard and that's challenging. And even though they may be expressing it as a 12 year old drama queen, little girl in the middle of raging, confusing hormones, there's still a soft, intuitive empath inside there. That is just as confused as you are. It is possible to understand the non-understandable. That means that you understand that this is difficult for both of you, but you don't know why. And that's okay too. Now the choice with her is babysitter or outing. Of course, she's going through a transit right now that is all about you are not the boss of me. And feeling overwhelmed by the rules and regulations and boundaries of the adult world, including school. School's the worst, isn't it? (laughs) Don't get me going on about the educational system. She doesn't have a choice in that matter. Of course, the parents have to be the adult. They cannot leave her alone. They are not going to cancel all their engagements. Maybe a couple, but not all. Of course they want their child there. feels very odd and uncomfortable to go to family gatherings without the child and all of the questions that they're going to have. Right? But guaranteed that when her transit is over, which is in February, then you, they, everyone involved gives her time to sort this out have her alone time, make difficult choices that she doesn't like to make, it'll be over. The child will be back and she will engage in many of the parties. Maybe not all, but more than most times. You see, the universe, source, God, whatever you may want to call it, has given you this child for a very specific reason. And that's because there is a connection that is going to help both of you grow one way or another. The reason is not the outcome. So please do not take this as if you have to meet some sort of deadline, some sort of expectation. Because the universe doesn't have expectations. It only makes connections.
The universe allows the grass to grow, the raindrops to fall, but it doesn't care what direction the grass grows, where the grass grows, how tall the grass grows, or where those raindrops fall. So as we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, no expectations. If you're interested in having a reading for your child, it's very, very important. You have no idea how helpful this will be for you to understand not only who your child is, your relationship with your child, the connection between you and your child, what to do with that connection, and how to make it as smooth as possible. But what phase are you in right now? What phase in life is she in right now? And how can all of you navigate this in the most wonderful way? You and your children, whether female, male, and your partner, deserves this chance to have this secret insight. Way too many years to figure out. If you go to askhollyhall.com, and go to mini readings, or it may be under readings as well. It's $89 US for 30 minutes pre-recorded. And I send that off to you in an email. It's that easy. Namaste.